On today's Question of Faith, do you recognize this voice? Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Question of Faith. I'm Mike Hayes. I am the Young Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, a vicar for evangelization. And I'm Joe Cronauer. <laughs> There's the mysterious voice. Hey, Joe. I, I can answer that question. I don't recognize my own voice. Yeah, no. Well, so. <laughs> what's, your, what's your title? Because we, we set our titles. What I am the new manager of communications here at the Catholic Diocese of Cleveland. Oh, hey, look at that. Yes. Wonderful to have you. And where might we have heard this voice before? Well, in, in Cleveland broadcasting, I've been involved in almost, well, almost 40 years. Wow. Yeah, so I really? was in radio back in Akron in the late 80s at 97.5 WONE. Mm. My radio partner and myself, Brian Fowler, who I've known since high school. Wow. So we went to neighboring high schools in Parma. He went to Valley Forge. I went to Normandy. We met there, and we got back together. We found each other at OU, Ohio University, down in Athens, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And we became uh, fast friends. I looked at him and said, oh, cool, a friend. And he looked at me and said, wow, maybe a ride home once in a while. (laughs) So Brian and I became very, very close. And uh, it was, you know what? I will say this. Our relationship was based on faith from the very beginning. It really was. Hmm. Yeah, we. uh, Well, um, Brian and I, we're both from Parma, Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of things in common. Where all good things come from. Right, well, there you go. True. There you go. Yeah, I was born in Cleveland, raised in Parma. Well, we we found, found out early on that we have so many similarities. Our parents' names, separate parents, both named Gene and Joe. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we both grew up on corner houses in Parma, and uh, we had a lot of similarities. He went to Holy Family. I went to St. Columkill. And uh, Brian made a renewal. I made a renewal. And we just started sharing back and forth, as guys sometimes do. Let's talk about God. (laughs) We started praying with each other, and we said, wouldn't it be awesome if someday we can work together? Well, God hears all prayers, and it, was, it wasn't long after that. We went through college, we separated, and we went our separate ways, but we started working together in 1988 in wow. Akron. We got, uh, we got that answer to prayer, and we were together for almost 23 years as a morning team. Wow. We were in Akron, we went out to Denver for a while, went down to Dayton, Ohio, came back home, which we never dreamt it would be possible, because generally, in the broadcasting world, you really can't uh, stay at home. Right. But we ended up working at 107.9 The End for about a year, two years. Then we went to WMMS for seven years. Then we went to Mix 106.5 for over 12 years. Ah, the life of broadcast. Yes. <laughs> we swung from one, one vine to another. But no, God provided, and we were so blessed to be able to work together for as long as we did. Joe, you said that you made a renewal. What, what is that? It mean? was Christ Renews His Parish ah, back, back, in, uh, back in the late 50s. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did that. I did that in high school. And that's where my eyes were really kind of opened up. Uh, a great man by the name of Joe Koopman, who is the father of Father Koopman, he was at St. At Anthony's Parish at a one-day retreat, renewal, and he just made a huge impact on me because I thought, well, there's my math teacher from Normandy High School, oh, and he's talking about Jesus, and I just thought it was mind-blowing that, you know, that could happen, and it was just an incredible, like I said, eye-opening and heart-opening experience. So then from there, I made another retreat renewal at St. Columkill, mm. and then I kind of got kind of just like opened up to, to all of that. So I became a youth minister at St. Columkill Parish when I was in college through the incredible ministry of Father William Krisner. 
And uh, he was just, rec- I mean, he was a brand new priest at Columkill at the time and putting together this formation of young adults mm. that were involved. Uh, you know, Mike, I think you know something about that. Uh, one or two things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was just an incredible start. And uh, through that, I just became more and more involved in ministry uh, in Cleveland. In fact, when I moved to Nashville after I graduated, I had a letter from Father Krisner. Uh, it's kind of a reference letter because I didn't have a job or I didn't have a place wow. to stay in Nashville. <laughs> but I wanted to move down there because the cost of living was approachable. Yes. I was writing music. I didn't know if I wanted to get on radio or TV. I was going anywhere I possibly Man. could. And I kind of felt led to go down there. And I was down there for two and a half years. And when I left Nashville, I was working at a Christian radio station in Nashville. And then the opportunity to work with Brian in secular radio opened up, prayed about it, and uh, started that journey. And I had no idea it would last almost 24 years. Wow. It's wild. It's amazing. Well, you mentioned Father Krisner, and actually, he's the one responsible in, in some weird way for you being here today. I agree. And so a little bit about how Joe's story and my story collided. Father Krisner, after he left St. Columkill, served at Holy Name High School, which is one of our diocesan high schools, uh, Catholic high schools in the di- in, in, here in Cleveland. And he was a full-time chaplain there for 22 years. So when I was in high school from 1990 to 1994, I saw Father Krisner pretty much every day. And he was a great priest. He was a strange priest. He, he really was. An, uh, an I was so glad man. I got to meet him before he passed. Dude. Yeah. Well, um, when you say strange priest, he had, you know. He I had mean, a, in a good way. No, yeah, but no, he, he, was, he was very eclectic. You know, he loved Lord of the Rings, and he loved Tolkien, and he loved, you know, just the writings. And, and, and a lot of people don't realize Father Krisner actually did a lot of writing on his own, too. But he, like, when you say he was a full-time chaplain, he was there on the premises. He lived at Holy Name High School along with a dog that followed him. Shadow. Appropriately named Mm -hmm. Shadow. And Shadow was a part of that whole experience. So for you as a student to see a man of God wearing a collar and being a part of that every day, it it had a huge impact, no doubt. Yeah. And and back in the day, Krisner ran Holy Name High School like a college campus ministry. And what I mean by that was there was something going almost every night in the chapel. And every Sunday night, we had mass there at 7 p.m. And it would bring hundreds of, you know, teens uh, to church. And it was great. And I got to know him really well. And a few times a year, he would do something called Discipleship Week. And what he would do, he would invite people in um, who he knew mostly from his first assignment who were his former teens or young adults who were now kind of out in the working world, and they would come in and give witness talks. Mm. So I'm thinking of Cheryl um, Cheryl Lucky. Lucky. Sure. Oh, and Mary Lou Beers just passed. Did Mm. you know this? No, I did not know that. yesterday, we got that email. So the funeral's going to be at St. Mary Magdalene Parish. And she used to come in with Jim. Jim and Mary Lou Beers would come in and give talks. Sister Denise Marie would come in. And this guy named Joe Cronauer, who, when we were in high school, we heard on the radio on 107.9 and then eventually WMMS. And I think you came in once with, um, with Brian, but right. most of the time you came by yourself. And I remember Joe coming in with his guitar, and he would talk about faith, and then he would—I'll never forget, he played a song— 
that he wrote for an English class. He was supposed to write a paper, but instead he wrote a song, and it had some line about his teddy bear, and it was somebody right. working through fear. Yes. And I was like, this is cool. It was called Eyes of a Child, yeah, and I wrote it because I needed to do an assignment. So I thought, well, I have this song written. Let's see if I can work this in and get totally off the hook. And I did, and I actually I actually got a pretty high mark on it. So <laughs> I got away with it, but no. Creativity. Yeah, I, w- I would write these songs, and like I said, I was songwriting at the time, and, and still do, but, uh, you know, but it was a great opportunity to share faith with young adults that were just, I mean, Father Christner, that whole atmosphere, and I just, I know, Mike, you know how it is where you can, you can get that, that, that little spark going, yeah. and it's just, you have no idea where it's going to go, but you're just following God's plan and thinking, boy, I'm just so glad to be a part of it. So to, it see, awesome. to see this young man by the name of Damien and so many other students like him, uh, that just were just totally on fire and just completely opposite of what you would think of a high school student. Mm. I mean, high school student. When I was in high school, you know, I was just, you know, just get me out of here. They wanted to hang out at Holy Name. They wanted yeah. to be at church. They wanted to be involved. And when, when, when Mass happened, it was this, it was a holy time. It was. Mm. Krisner, like, he brought us the faith in a way that we could understand it. It would make sense. He preached to us on a level that um, a lot of priests, at, at least at that time, weren't able to do or I didn't hear do, and um, was in, able to introduce us to the real presence of the Eucharist and Our Lady and the, the, his love of Scripture, but also in a, in a way that was just deep. And and he was he's like a Pennsylvania Slovak, so it was also very folksy. <laughs> um, it was not like super high churchy but it also was not like it it wasn't cheesy it yeah. was it was reverent there was a reverence and there was also an informality at the same time that he was right. able to pull off yeah. that uh would just spoke to my heart and so like he was doing it he was evangelizing us as teens by bringing in his former teens and young adults to just share faith witnesses and that's what makes a renewal work, right? Yeah, right. It's people sharing their stories of their, their real faith, life, real yep. life experiences and hearing about hard times and about suffering and about joy and saying, geez. Um, and I was raised in a good Catholic home, but it's so important that you have people outside your parents telling you the same story with little different twists because then it makes your parents more credible. It's like, nah, yeah. I, okay, my mom and dad have to say this, but this guy's on the radio and he's saying this and it, that sounds true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Different perspective means everything, you know. And it's just like if any if anybody has children, you know that no matter how many times you tell them, they're like, yeah, whatever. But you can they can hear it from a different source, exact same content, right. and right. they're like, oh wow. And you're like, really? Come on. Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. But you know it's what? I think funny. that's how God works. I mean, he you know he uses different vessels, different instruments all the time, and that's why it's just so important that you just never know how God is going to talk to you and through and who God is going to use as an instrument. Indeed, yeah. Krisner, went, he, he smoked cigarettes up into his dying day, yeah, and uh, there's a great story when he was at St. Colette's. And he was a wonderful preacher, great community builder, and he was outside with his dogs, and he slipped on the ice and broke his hip. Oh. And uh, the maintenance guy, I think it was Bill Gorey maybe, right. fo- found him and said, um, he's like, Father, Father, we're going to call 911. He's like, hold on, hold on. Let me have a cigarette before because I won't be able to smoke for a few days in the hospital. He knew it. <laughs> but that was Chris. <laughs> So he, unfortunately, or fortunately for his sake and the sake of the kingdom, he, he passed, um, he died in April, and he received the sacraments before he died. Father Andrew Hoover came in and anointed him, because I mm. came the next day and he was already, um, he had already been anointed, um, and I got to say goodbye to him, and he died a few days later, 
And then I had not seen Joe in a while, but we ran into each other at the wake. Right. And then I said, are you going to be at the funeral mass the next day? And he said, of course, I'll be at the funeral mass. So even within the homily, I was preparing, thinking about Father Krisner and his impact on my life and how Joe impacted my life and Sister Denise. And so I mentioned that in the homily. And then a little, uh, a couple days later, Joe texted me. He's like, well, you should get together to eat. And so we got together. And then he was telling me about what the Lord was doing in his life. And he was thinking, is there a possible, like, maybe there's something going on here. And I said, check this out. And I texted him the open position right, here. Right. And, um, and then he's like, this looks like something right at my alley. And then it opened up. I mean, yeah, it, and, and it, it, you know, it's one of those situations where you just don't know, and it's networking. I mean, and I mean that in a spiritual way. You don't know who's going to be an instrument to, 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 to swing from, like I said, one vine to another. But truthfully, I, 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 give, I give the, the intercession of Father Krisner a lot of credit in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So here I am. Yeah, so what's your job? What are, what are the things that you're doing? What exactly you do know, you do there's here, so many, Joe? That's a great question, Mike. There's so many great things happening here with the Diocese of Cleveland. And there's so many things happening, but, you know, we we got to make sure that people hear the good things that happen. And I just think that I'm, I'm brought in to make sure that that pipeline, that that, that channel is, is being utilized, and I'm doing everything I can in the short time I've been here to kind of gather up all these wonderful opportunities that people are doing. So many things in parish life, and, you, and, and Mike, what you do with young, <laughs> the young people. I mean, I, I have a feeling that five years from now, we're going to talk about the, uh, the, 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 the league, the baseball league oh, that yeah. is formed. <laughs> it's going to be, like, in-depth, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's, 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 it's all across the country. And, you know, <laughs> youth groups are going to be playing youth groups from, you know, Wisconsin or something. Who knows where this is going to go. But, no, I mean, just, just in what great things are happening here in the Diocese of Cleveland. So I just want to get the word out and maybe utilize some of the experience I've had in the past of working in television and radio. I am, I'm also very involved with TV the last 20 years. I uh, Channel 3 at WKYC here in Cleveland. It's the NBC affiliate. I'm involved. Uh, I'm on the air. I, I host a show at noon called Good Company. And I deal with a lot of great things that are happening. It's a great name because, you know, we're trying to get the good word out about certain companies around town and functions and fundraisers and organizations that do really good things. So shining a positive light in that regard. So if I can shine a positive light here throughout the Diocese of Cleveland, and I'm not creating the light, believe me, there's so many wonderful people, both of you included in that, that are doing just incredible things. Really, I mean, my goodness, you know, ballpark mass, I mean, come on. How awesome is that? And there's just so many great things that are launching. And I just am so happy to be a part of it. So if I can help in getting the word out in any way, shape, or form, I'm going to do it. There you go. Great. So, Joe, where, where, do, you, where do you get renewed these days when you go to church? Like- we, we have been, my wife and I, my wife, Gina, and I, we have four sons. We're blessed with four sons. And uh, they're in their 20s, and my oldest is now, our, our oldest is now 30. Uh, we, uh, we, we've been a, a part of uh, St. Basil's. Oh, St. Basil the Great in Brecksville now popular. for 23, 24 years. So it's a, it's been a wonderful parish, and in you know in in being around the the world, if you will, at least in the country, going out to Denver when we did yeah. and Dayton, and you know and stopping in at a church and saying, okay, is this a good fit? You know, uh, it was just a really really good fit mm. for us to land at Basel, and uh, we are just so so blessed to be a part of it. My wife and I are involved in 
the marriage mentor program oh, there. Very nice. where My young, wife and I did that for years. Yeah, young couples they get they get uh, they get engaged, and uh, Father Father Walt Jenny who who said, listen. I can help with the spiritual side of things, but when it comes to communicating with, you know, the opposite sex and, you know, the, 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 the relationship between a husband and wife, I'm going to bring in couples that have a little bit of experience, a little bit more experience in that regard. So we started doing that years ago, and now I think we've, we've ministered to, I think, over 35 couples. Wow, that's great. So it's been wonderful because, really, it does draw my wife and I closer together yeah. each and every time yeah. we do it. Yeah, and, and it was great for Marion and I. To, to, it was, this is funny you should mention that. So we used to do the communications talk at the thing, and what we oh, would do is we would just vital. we would just model our first fight, <laughs> which was me coming home not long after we got married and saying, well, you know, we made this fund for my college roommate. Who, who unfortunately died, right, mm, when sorry. he was 25. Yeah. And uh, my buddies and I, we got together, we did a fund for the college for him. And I told the guy, I said, you know, I have no money, you know, because, Joe, I worked in radio. <laughs> so exactly. I have no money, right? You know how you feel. Yep. And um, I said, look, I can't give you a lot of money, but on my 10th anniversary, I'll give you $1,000. And that development officer was so good because he called me on that day and said, well, hey, you know, you, you made this bid, you know. <laughs> can, can we cash in on that? And so... The college is right across the street from my office, so I walked the guy a check across the street, but who didn't I tell about this? Your wife. My newly married oh, there's spouse. A, there's, right? a, there's a great platform to, to break down a little bit, and then let's, let's, let's dissect exactly what happened exactly. and what should have happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I made the crucial mistake of saying, well, what do you care? It's my money. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right. Just, and you're yeah. still married. And somehow. Yeah, somehow she did not... <laughs> You know, By the grace of God, <laughs> murder me in my sleep that night. No, you know? <laughs> no just... communication is the key. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And and you know, we don't we don't ever act like experts. You know, my wife and I have been married thirty three years now, mm. and uh, you know, we're just it's there's there's always something new, but we always do rely on some of the basics that we pass along to these young couples. You know, active listening, and making sure that you let the other person speak how they feel, and you know. One of the big things, get off your phone. Mm. And I'm not just saying about our relationship, no, but to the young couples. You know, they can really isolate themselves. They don't realize it, but the isolation does happen, you know, constantly. You know, our, uh, speaking of young couples, our friend, our friends, uh, John and Carrie Regan. Of course, Carrie is a parishioner at St. Basil's, and John and and Carrie is the young uh, youth ministry specialist in the diocese. So right. you know them. They they were married a year yesterday. Yes, I think. that's right. Yeah. Yes, and she still has all the post-it notes on her on her door, and <laughs> only right. one has fallen off. Well, the reason I know them is because uh, John's parents, the Regans, dear friends of ours, and we were very, very, uh, very involved in theater and uh, yeah. supporting the high school. Well, John and my son Noah, our youngest son became friends and somewhere in high school John said to Noah when I get married you're going to be my best man yeah. now John and Noah they they re, they remain friends but not super close you know because of you know geographical situations you know but John stayed here went to Baldwin Wallace and Noah went to Bowling Green well John meets Carrie th- the skies open up <laughs> <laughs> the angels sing, they fall in love, and then John reached out to Noah when he finally decided to get married and said, "Listen, I'm making, I'm making made that promise wow. happen. Would you be my best man?" So Noah was the best man wow. at their wedding, and it was uh, it was beautiful. And before Father Krisner's wake, that was probably the, the probably the last time I saw you. Right. 
And Noah had a beautiful mustache, I remember. I don't know if your wife thought it was so beautiful, no, but I complimented not. him on it. It was very powerful. You said it was magnificent. Magnificent, yeah. I think yeah. I used a word, and, and Noah came up to us and said, hey, Father Damien called it and magnificent, and I'm thinking, oh, no. It takes a lot of confidence for a 20-year-old to rock a mustache. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Luckily, it, it's, it's, uh, it's unrocked at this mm. point. <laughs> <laughs> First thing we did for Christmas, I think we bought him a shave kit. Oh, that's yeah, really yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> With four sons, it's always an adventure, believe us. Mm. Yeah. I had a mustache in high school. Not a good look. Yeah. Gross. He's <laughs> <laughs> seen a, the picture. He's it was against our uh, our dress code back in the day at Holy Name. You couldn't really? have a no mustache, and you couldn't have a mullet hair. either. No, no well, let me hair ask you. When you, when you left those parameters, did you become a little bit of a rebel father? When, uh, uh, when you yeah, were able I had to... longer hair in um, in at Bormeo in college. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It all looks good. It all looks good. Yeah, I had a mustache when I got married 33 years ago. I'm, a, I'm just and hoping for dandruff yeah. at this point. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. But they're coming back, too. Yeah. Some exactly. are magnificent. We'll leave it at that. I did have a mu- my first year here. I remember I had a, a beard for length, and then mm-hmm. they had the Easter stash. And uh, the, 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 the colleagues on the floor were not um, excited about it. The way that no, I thought they would be. No. Yeah. Peer, anyway. pressure, peer pressure never ends. Does and the it? bishop looked yeah. at me funny, too. And then <laughs> figured, maybe I ought to shave this mustache. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, our gospel for this coming week, the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord, this has been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. That's what stood out to me. I like the whole story, actually, where the, you know, the, the tenants. Uh, sort of revolts, and then and then he sends him his son, and the, the they kill his son, and they say, well, what will, we, what will the Lord do with the what will they do what will he do with them? And he'll put those men to a wretched death. Mm. I was like, this is in the Bible, folks. Right. We're not reading yeah. this. We're not making this up. No, it's heavy, and you know, it's just I think we can all relate to being rejected in yeah. one form or another. But boy, I'll tell you, this is definitely uh, the prequel to the the biggest rejection that could possibly happen in the Old Testament. And I like the second reading from Philippians. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. I don't know about you guys, but it's easy sometimes to just spin in your own head with worry. And the Lord wants to know about everything in our lives, and especially those things that we get worried about or make us nervous. And um, not just the things that make us happy, but the things that make us anxious. Very much so. In fact, it's built into the Mass every week. You know, right, right when you when you, you tell us as the priest at the altar, Father, you know, keep us away from anxiety and useless worry. I mm-hmm. mean, it's part of the Eucharist prior to receiving it, and I think it's just an ongoing battle. But boy, Paul, in the second reading, just gave us a checklist of everything that we should. You know, this is what you focus on. Don't do this. Do that. You know, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's great. He's right down the list. I mean, you know, it's 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 really good. It's a great prescription. Yeah, avoid the stinking thinking. <laughs> Very nice. Amen. <laughs> it is so easy to fall into despair, right? No yeah. doubt. So yeah, no so, doubt. Absolutely. So walk toward the light instead of toward the darkness. It's definitely the the uh, th- this coming the readings this this week are 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 definitely back in um, 
th- it's 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 cool now to 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 make your own wine. It's cool <laughs> now to make your own beer. So you know, it's so many times that Jesus used parables to talk to people where they were. You know, mm-hmm. the shepherds surrounding them. He would talk about sheep. You know, the kingdom, and he would there would be pious people around, and he would talk about you know what it's like to have servants, but. I think right now, more than ever, a lot of people are brewing their own wine and their own beer. And you know what? It's the recipe of, okay, let's, let's go back there. But this is all brand new again. It's very, it's very modern, you know, if you think about it. Yeah, everything old is new again. Our God is eternal, right? See. Si. See. Si. Claro. So, Joe, good luck at your new job. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I'm excited about Prayers it. Prayers and blessings along the way for that. Thank yeah. you. Thank and, you. Uh, and thanks for being, yeah, just you know, right away. I think we, we've all kind of become friends up to, up here. And, uh, you know, I spend a good deal of time on, on sure. the sixth floor. And so it's always nice to kind of walk through. But you have a lovely view, by the way. Thank you very much. Yes. I, I, have, I, have no, I have no window, which is fine. But I did, I did get a mural. I bought a mural of this beautiful window. And you can pop. That's why. You know what? Making, making the best out of any situation. I don't care if it was a broom closet I was working out of. I don't care, you know, but, uh, but no. And I will say this. Thank you both for being incredible, welcoming. You know, you've been so, so nice and so open. But you are very, very common about the, the attitudes you have here are so similar to so many. When I say common in a good way, there's so many similar attitudes here where people are welcoming and they're so incredibly inviting. On, on so many different levels, and I do mean that geographically on all the levels here at the Diocese of Cleveland and different departments, people are just so kind, and it's just, it's just a wonderful organization to be a part of. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm, we're sure that we'll be hearing more from Joe all over the diocese, not, uh, not only on this podcast, but in other venues as well. And so we hope that you have enjoyed today and that we'll hear more from you next time on Question of Faith.